0: to the office to the commitment to the partnership doesn't matter what it is that has value work on yourself then you bring more value to the partnership to the marriage to the franchise to the corporation to the enterprise to the community to the nation to the Mrs. self-development personal development the best contribution you can make to someone else is self-development not self-sacrifice stay shredded self-sacrifice only earns contempt self-development earns don't sacrifice yourself Brad. I'm Jimmy Roan there live on the Diss um, Podcast from the dead, bro. Tuning in. We're going to speak about <clears throat> talking from the dead in, the, in um, a little bit light, later in this podcast. Anyway, how are you guys? <clears throat> Episode 76 on the Diss Podcast in 37 The Green Garage. I hope everyone's feeling good. We're back here in the double brick furnace, living life on the This, That podcast, episode number 76, got away from the house a little bit, what a hectic week, bro, oh man, I'll tell you what, it feels good to go back to work sometimes, bro, as you guys have known, I've been stuttering the amount of Vladisms, this, that, so I've been away from the office, away from the Audi, away from the seat, away from staying you know moisturising, tan beyond belief socks this that everything's been like more home-based but i got back out there today into the into the world and and i'll tell you what i loved it bro if you're hearing a slight humming in at the back pay it no mind bro that's called the air conditioning otherwise i'm gonna have to strip naked here i've done that before and my ass sticks onto this leather couch and it's not a good feeling when i get off bro it's a terrible feeling in my head and the couch, I don't even can't even imagine what it's going through, you know, the whole time they sitting there. Manscaped, but so don't bleach that. So don't have a go at it. You know what I mean? I'm not coming out here like a 1970s guy like my mate's dad, Tele. He's definitely manicured like the Buckingham Palace down there. Alright, so yeah, went back to work today. I only had to go to do a leasing property, which I never lease, bro, because, you know, I mean, what, what rush are you going to give a lease, you know what I mean? That's like going out clubbing to pick up chicks, but when you pick up the chick, you're picking it up for someone else, you know? And that's straight off the top of the dome. Wow. That's straight off the top of the dome. I mean, this Red Bull's gone down good. have to have a Red Bull. A little bit, uh, little bit tired. Just went with the missus, full of energy, bro. Anyway, (laughs) eating nuts, drinking Red Bull, listening to Jim Rohn. I mean, I don't know, shoes on, sitting in basketball shorts. I mean, you can't predict this kind of outfit. You can't predict this kind of output. and You can't predict the stuff that I'm coming off the top of the dome, like, you know, going and picking up a chick for someone else. You know what I mean? So I ended up going to do this open for inspection, 20 people minimum, Uh, tenants, possible tenants, came to this property. Whose property was it? It was my property. So it was not even an official real estate gig for someone else. I am the vendor. I am the agent. And I am the leasing agent at the same time. I'm everything. I'm the property manager. I'm everything, everything that I am, you know? So I went there. There's 20 people. I'm not telling the the prospective tenants, you know, that I'm the landlord disguised as a real estate agent that's actually – a real estate agent Pretending to be the agent of a landlord I am that landlord That, that agent Which is me Is pretending to be You know what I mean um, Or pretend to represent Sorry <clears throat> But They don't know all of this stuff This is all like You know what I mean Like se- se- What do you call it Seven shades of grey bro What is it Fifty shades of grey Like It's all smog Smoke mirrors Dust Fog Haze You You don't know what I'm doing out here You know People think it's innocent that I'm just trying to find a tenant for my unit, but nah, bro. I'm trying to suss out who are you gonna be. Like, who is this tenant? You know what I mean? Like, are you gonna smile at my face and then bring a cavoodle in the back to shit in the lounge and on the, to scrape the brand new floorboards that I pay four and a half grand for plus GST that Dimche put them in from St George Flooring. Is that is that what you're gonna do? And like, just act nice and all of that. But you're gonna have parties in there and bring drug dealers up the escalators and then you know what I mean? De, defile my unit. All of the above's gonna happen. And I'm I'm happy for them to do that. As long as they're paying their rent on time, you know what I mean? I'll keep their bond if they wreck it. And usually two grand's not really much of a bond you. They, they'll trash it to seven grand. But that's what the first guy did. They trashed it to seven grand, and then I had to go and spend seven thousand dollars to put floors in, paint in, new toilet, uh, new dishwasher. This dad, the dishwasher's wrecked again now. So all the money you make on investment, you got to pay it back. It's all a trap, bro. It's all a trap. That's why you got to sell out stadiums and make cash. But I went there, had a lot of people, two Asian blokes in particular. Like, so it started off like people are nice, a lot of a lot of um, two rows, what do you call it, people from other countries, two rows, bro, off-the-boat blokes, off-the-boat bloke got like Brazilian chicks, some Vietnamese girl called Melody. Um, there was two Asian guys, I think they were boyfriends, and they came in, one of them had the glasses he had a mask on, and uh like the the n ninety five mask and then he had the 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 reading glasses, the spectacles on his nose, but not like on the bridge of his nose, on the tip of his nose. he had stretched that out so I can sit on the like because those n ninety five masks some of them are like a duck's beak, but like a vertical duck's beak. just use imagination now try 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 to use the imagination now right. He goes out like a duck beak. He sat it on the bridge of the duck beak. It's nine metres away from his eyes. I don't know. He's looking at me not through the glasses. I don't know what the glasses are for, looking at his toes or something. But he's put them up there, and they both look at me. They're the last clients through. And one of them goes, hey, mate, you got M B N in here, mate? You know what I mean? Like, they've got accents. They're from China, all right? And don't cut that, all right, because I don't know exactly where they're from. They might be from Taiwan, all right? So he goes, you got M B N in here, mate? I go, what? I can't understand because the mask is already muffling like a muffled voice because he's not – like how I would speak in in, – sorry, in Taiwanese or Mandarin or Mandolin or whatever. So if I'm having a go at that and I had a mask on and a bad head like mine and there's an Asian – and we're in now. We're in Shanghai now. He's going to look at me and go, what? You know, what are you talking – or what in, you know, in Mandolin. So I go – I go, what was that? He goes, MBM mate. Internet this day. I go, oh yeah, yeah, there's internet in here. And then they both look at each other and they just start laughing. And he goes, <laughs> That's ADSL too. And I go, Oh, isn't that MBN? He goes, No, it's ADSL too. I go, what's ADSL stand for? He goes, I don't know. I go, what's the two stand for then? He goes, I think two is faster than one. I go, all right. But you guys are keen on NBN. What's the NBN stand for then? He goes National Broadband Network, and I go, all right. I'll check that. All right. So now I'm just I'm cross referencing their desire for the like. I want to know if these guys are are true to the internet. You know, are you true? Are you real? But like, you want me to go dump cash? connections, get John Cruikshank from and Elect- Electrical to come here, put an NBM wire in, stretch it out over the roof or whatever they do, drill down some wall cavities and destroy my – you know, cost me 1500 bucks. I want to know whether you're true to the game, bro. And they're going, yeah, we're true to the game. Because everything that I just kind of brainstormed to you, I said really to them. You know, I go, are you guys for real with this? You know, like if you want to buy the unit – so rent the unit, are you going to be true to the net? And if so – if you're Justin Trudeau to the net, then I'll I'll throw it in, like I'll I'll chuck it in. You know what I mean? But maybe you have to crank up the rent. Maybe you have to pay $5.50 a week, you know? They go, yeah, we'll, we'll apply. And I go, are you guys doing a lot of uploading? You know? And he goes, yep, yep. And they're both nodding at me, the guy with the glasses on the tip of the nose or the beak of the N95 mask. And I go, what's your upload kind of facility? What's your upload speed, what are you looking for? You know, and what, what, he goes, we would just want quick upload, mate. And I was like, right, so you need quick upload. i go, you're putting a lot up there, are you? He goes, yeah. i go, you going hard on the downloads? They both looked at each other again. Now the guy with the tippy glasses, he goes, yeah, mate. I was like, wow, what are you guys downloading? You know, at this point, like you could see they're starting to get fidgety. And lucky lucky they didn't have one of those fidget spinners. Because if they had a fidget spinner, <laughs> these would have popped off. The bearings would have flown everywhere. So lucky that didn't happen. But I was there. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sharp, bro. Now I've got the suit, hair slicked back looking like Antonio Banderas in the movie Desperado. I'm there sweating in a little 60-square-meter bedroom, 60-square-meter uh, unit with one bedroom in it. I've got that twisted up a little bit. I think the taurine from the Red Bull's kicking in now. I don't know what day it is. And you know what I mean? So I don't think I'm going to give it to him anyway. Jesus Christ. Have you been watching the Australian Open tennis, bro? Because guess what? I have been watching it, and I love it, bro. That, the World Cup, the Euros, not the Champions League, can't be bothered with that. The World Cup, the Euros, the Australian Open, the Olympics, these kind of events I'm watching, bro, and the grand final of the football, maybe State of Origin, I can't be bothered with that, but – this is, I love the Australian Open, and <clears throat> look, to be honest, I liked um, that that uh, Canadian freak uh, Felix Augus or Ali Siami, or whatever his name is, I don't know, he's a black guy from Canada, he's not from Canada being black, I think he's African descent, or then he moved to France, then to Canada, I'm not sure how it went. You look it up for yourself, bro, but I know he's a tan-skinned guy, like, you know, kind of what I would like to be as much tanned as, as I can be. But he was uh, going really good versus uh, Medvedev, who's number world well, number ten in the world, um, Russian prick, and uh, dead behind the eyes, prick as well. Like totally dead behind the eyes. Uh, when he plays, it's just like he's got a look of like semi disgust. That's like the first time you try lime, you just put it in your mouth, you, <laughs> <laughs> and then that look after after you've taken it in and you've assessed it, you. Like half your mouth's up on the side, like you've got to imagine this. Half the mouth's up on the side. The eyes are deadpan. You're looking forward. The eyebrows are down at a regular level. You know, you're not swatting any type of fly away. You're not moving your eyebrows up to tell anyone there's danger around. They're just deadpan flat. The mouth's up to the side. You've just tried a line, and you're looking forward. You're going, fuck. And that's how he has this look of like – it's like a – I I don't know the the correct word. Like I know the word's going to get me when I get in the Audi and I'm driving home. The word will will go, oh, that's what you should have said. That's what you should have said. It's not contempt. No, it's like he's apathetic. There's the word. Doesn't care. His look is like bland. I can't be bothered. And I want this game over with. I need to finish this game and go home. Do you understand me? Yes or not? Yes or not? We're not here to play games, even though I'm playing games. And game shit niche. Yes or net? And this guy apparently got hit with the largest fine of Australian Open for semi-final rant. Now, he did go off at the umpire. And I'm reading here in the news, bro, because I've got a trustworthy news source, Apple News, and it comes to my phone directly. And Australian final- finalist, Daniel, I mean... That's a Russian if you've ever heard that's a potato soup sipping freak right there. Daniil Medvedev has been fined twelve grand, which is nothing dropping the ocean for this mad. about to make 14 grand 14 mil tomorrow. As his antics in the semi-final win over uh, Stefanos uh Chichipash uh yesterday. The 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 Greeks of Lucky Fuck Legend. Uh he did he did all right, bro. it's it's over. It's over. Uh Medvedev's four set win sealed his uh, second consecutive final at Melbourne Park, but Talk post-match quickly turned to his extraordinary rant at the chair umpire, Jermain Kampeshtol, okay? And this is what he said to him, okay? Now, I think this is verbatim, and he sound like, it is. are you mad? Are you mad? Tsitsipas' father can coach every point? Are you stupid? His father can talk every point? His father can talk every point? Answer me, answer me, answer me. Answer me. He answer me. Can his father talk every point? Huh? What do you think whiskey going to save you? So I put a bit of Khabib with a lot. Norma of the USA guy, right at the end there. But, and then he said something back. This guy, Campistole, said something back. And he goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, you are so, so bad. You are not embarrassed. You don't think your family watched this. You are not think that you're embarrassment to the entire country. Look at yourself. What is that shit shit? I didn't think he, I, no, he didn't say that, but he did. How can you be so bad in the semi Look at me. This guy's like the Joker from Batman, bro. He's like a dweeby 64 kilo Russian. Just smashing people all over the court, bro. I would have loved Djokovic versus this guy, this is why he doesn't send sports people back. Oh, he had COVID. He didn't get vaccinated. Who cares, bro? Put him on the court. These guys are cows to be milked. What do you think? You give a shit about these guys worth $100 million? Are you worried about, oh, the taxi driver? Because Djokovic is not following the same rules as the taxi driver that came to Australia from India. Bro, if you're going to be that much of a legend to all of the minorities and, and to the poor people in Australia, give them a bit of cash. These guys worth $100 million. Whether he plays or not, he'd give a shit. He's just going to go back to a huge mansion and go do laps in the Mediterranean. He doesn't care, bro. Just let him play. It's all for entertainment. Let him play. And you go, oh, idiots, you let him in. It's one rule for all, rule for one. Yeah. No. It's Australian Open. I mean, we're ripping people off left, right and centre in a million different ways. It's the same thing with the Australia Day. Change the date. Change the date. You need to change the date. And what's that going to achieve, bro? You change the date, alright You're showing some sympathy There's That date signifies something bad You change it to another date Did it change the course of history? No Are your apologies changing? No Instead of changing the date, how about this We don't change the date We're going to do something extra For people that have been disenfranchised In the past Stop with the historical shit That never fixes anything They did it Look at this I said, orange Not going to do the ad now. So it's the middle of a ramp, bro. Shouldn't be happening in the middle of a ramp. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. You know what I mean? There's 99% chance I'm wrong, like everyone else. Everyone thinks they're right. But the difference between me and everyone else, that's why he shredded by myself in a double brick furnace, is because I know I'm probably wrong. I don't back myself. You can't back yourself because there's a very, 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 very high chance that you're wrong. Especially when it comes to politics and dealing with political morons. I don't know if rebels are a good thing for me, bro. I'm about to hop off this desk, bro, do the podcast off the roof. I feel like Dimche in here. Yep, so there you go. Uh, Daniil, what's his name? Medvedev in the grand final. Good on you, Daniil. I'm going for my orthodox brother, Daniil Medvedev. I do love Rafa Nadal. And my mate goes to me, if there's someone that you want to play tennis to save your life, you want to get Rafa Nadal. That's who you need. This bloke is like a freak. He will go to the to the end um, to basically certify his way. Yeah. See, look at that difference, bro, without the aircon. To, um, to win the match. And like if someone goes, your, your life's on the line, which one out of these freaks do you want to play for you, for your life, you've got to go with Nadal. Anyone that's like, he's got the same bandages on his fingers like Michael Jackson in the bad era. He has pretty much the same looking head as Michael Jackson. Who knows, this guy's but just very tan from being in the sun all day. He has got the emotional um, output of a cactus plant and he's got the physical prowess of a, like a long-distance horse. So you you basically want this guy, and he's dead behind the eyes. He picks out the g banger from his arsehole. Then he rubs his face with like a sweaty uh, what do you call it, a forearm? What's it like a forearm brace? What do you what do you call that? Sweat brace? A sweat wrap? What do we used to do? I used to wear one a basketball, a sweat band. He'll wipe his face. his forehead, his cheek, his forehead, his eye. Then he'll touch his nose his ear, back of his head, the headband, back to the nose, the ear, the back of his head, the headband, it's all OCD. He's tapping the floor. He's tapping. He's looking up at God. He's looking at the, the, the woman to the left of center in the, on the grandstand. He looks at her every time. Then he looks down. He's bouncing the balls the whole time. He's doing a million things. And then he looks down. He gets into demon mode. And then as he's looking up, he just has a tiny look on his face. He looks at the competition, like Medvedev or whatever, and in his head he's like, no, fuck you, nyo. You know, and then <laughs> 220Ks down the court. How are you going to return that, bro? That's like the missus going, I never want to sleep with you again. What are you going to say to that? You, there's no response, bro. Now let's go to an ad. What is going on? I've been a bit quiet today. Why? Because hey, our fam. deliveries have been all over the place this week.
1: Bruce and Super Convenience got bro. some
0: deliveries, today, which I had to deal with. So, listen to bro- Dan, okay? Uh, because yeah, I can't, I can't do that. This is an ad, right? So I'm not going to just play his own ads. He, well, what would he be paying me for Jolly Ranchers Jelly Hearts? Have come out this week. Valentine's is almost okay. here. You want to get that? The Reese's Pieces, Peanut Butter Hearts. Again, he's gone for a romantic theme this year and this week, and now he's got potato chips. These look British, bro. Hers. Honey Sriracha, that's gone. Haribo Wine Gums. Kids and grown-ups love it, love it. so you're not going to give kids wine, are you? Yep, send me some back, 59, give me the pack of Wine Gums. Or maybe it's just gummy bears that taste like wine, but it's not real wine. The Nutri-Grain Peanut Butter Crunch from Bega. Peanut butter has come out. Whole bunch of other stuff, guys. Go to brussuper.com.au. Mention Vlad. Please mention Vlad. Understand. Have a listen now. there Mention Vlad to get freebies on top of everything, free gifts on top of your order. Say you order 120 bucks worth of stuff. Don't be a tight ass, bro. You want to spend $800 on a Gucci belt to look good on a pair of Zara pants? Spend $120 to support the supporters that support the podcast. Keep this podcast coming absolutely immaculate to you. Like We're 76 episodes in, 3,500 listeners a week, up to 125,000 total downloads in just a year from a nobody to a somebody. Bang, from strategist to shredder. You know, all coming off the top of the dome, thanks to Bruce Super Convenience. It's been a long haul, three quarters so far with Bruce Superconvenience. And I wanna get more bang out of his buck. You know? I wanna give him more bang out of his buck. So make sure you go there, order. Get your chips, your chocolates, your lollies, get your energy drinks from there. Get your weird stuff, the 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 weird dark chocolates that you want. Get the regular stuff there. But he will give you freebies if you mention Vlad. All right. So you spend 120, might give you 150 bucks. Spend 80 bucks, might get 120 bucks. You, you spend 90 bucks, might get 40 bucks worth. So it depends, right? Um, BruceSuper.com.au. Mention Vlad. Very easy. The number one Aussie snack plug from international sources. Delivered straight to you, very fast from Canberra. The number one Aussie snack plug. Support the supporters that support the podcast. Bruce Super. Can- Angel Grove Toys and Collectibles, bro Go on their website (laughs) www.angelgrovecollectibles.com www.angelgrovecollectibles.com It's a fat 10% off for the Vladiators 10% off angelgrovecollectibles.com Bro, I mean, look, the loyalty of these sponsors is is admirable, and that's why you need to go and get some Hasbro Power Rangers Lightning Collection Zord Ascension Project Mighty Morphin Dino Mega Zord Geek Pack. <coughs> 275 bucks. That looks good. Now, Angel Grove connected me, he goes, bro, some of these wogs, they're not geeks, you know what I mean? And geeks meaning like brainy Creative twerps, which is kind of look, you, you might see me hair flickering like Bon Jovi, but I love this stuff, bro. I'm a mutant Ninja Turtles fan. I like Star Wars. I like Lord of the Rings. I like Power Rangers, not so much Power Rangers, but more than Ninja Turtles. I like Transformers, things like that. Use your creative side of your brain, bro. What do you think I'm doing out here? This is not just like logical strategies, which it is, but most of these people could just, this more, mostly biblical now. You know what I mean? Taking this stuff, put it into a book form. Who knows with the last 2022 years in time? It might. Who knows, bro? Again, I'm probably wrong. There's one ch- chance I'm right. But go onto their website, get 10% off their official Bam Presto Partners store. They're Australia's premier destination for toys and collectibles, sourced from around the globe. Don't go anywhere else. Why would you? If you want to get any figurines, toys, collectibles, you go to angelgrovecollectibles.com. Mention Vlad. Get 10% off. Um, and support the supporters that support the podcast, bro. Get something for your kids from there. Why would you go to Kmart? they got the worst stuff there. And Kmart, don't have a go at me. That's my personal opinion. So if you're going to cut that, cut that that's just his personal opinion. Don't go for on a def- defamation suit where I have to put on a suit and get my, my mate John Orford, the lawyer that's 72 years old and semi-retired, walks around the block on his lunch break because he's got osteoarthritis and he has to defend me in a major court. I don't want that. So if anything, Kmart, you're very good. Okay, but you're just not as good as Angel Grove Collectibles when it comes to toys. So if you're going to cut that, cut exactly how I said it. View the store on their Instagram, Angel Grove Collectibles, the premier destination for toys and collectibles. Don't make me say it again, but I'm going to have to say it. Support the supporters and support the podcast (laughs) Bang. Questions for Vlad, bro. Cam Hayes Music has hit me up with any crazy music stories from back in the band days? Any crazy music stories from back in the band? Hold on, I've got to take my shirt off, bro. It's really hot in here. Oh, my God. Bro, so shredded, bro. Just diced up like Bruce Lee entered the Dragon. All right, Cam Hayes music. I think he just wanted me to say that so I can promote his band name. Cam Hayes, I'm only joking, bro. I hope you're smashing the music scene. It is the worst place on earth. Um, it's the, the devil's lair down there with the music industry. Um, I have a lot of disdain for the music industry because of what it has become. Like anything that started off amazing, um, it becomes a cesspool of uh, heathenistic grogans hanging around trying to suck money out of it. Like everything in this world that has been half decent, opportunistic people come along and ruin it. Like real estate, like the music industry, like the comedy industry, like the furniture industry, like humans. We just do it. That's what we are. We we're discussing this with my brother-in-law, one of the fucking chairs last night, chair, Borche, yovche Dimche, Tomche There's another one I've added. I'm not going to tell you who he is out of all of those, but, yeah, and we we're just discussing it. Like Everything just degenerates, bro, and that's why we've got to keep evolving to a certain – but you can't just stay back how we were because – We've got to keep evolving. Now, the current industry that used to be half-decent was the tech industry. Now, it's, again, opportunistic, you know, clickbait-searching freaks that are uh, misleading people left, right, and centre to catastrophic levels. But that is what it is, bro. What are you going to do? you can got to find something that you can hold on to, bro. That's why I'm reading the Bible out here. I'm trying to hold on to something. I'm holding on to the Budok brothers. I can't hold on to what I'm reading out there. It's changing every single day. I can't hold on to Gladys berydick She is telling me to stay in my house for four months, then batting off some guy in orange. So – I mean, look, what do you want? You know what I mean? Keep it consistent. Jay Z said that. I think it's Z in Australia when he comes here to tours. JZ, in America, he calls himself Jay-Z. Um, any crazy music stories from back in the day? Cam, I've got more stories than you know, you could poke a stick at. I was in that game for a dozen years. I think it maybe even was a Baker's dozen, thirteen years. Oh five. I started, I'll tell you, this is, all right, I'll just go from the, from the jump off. I'm not going to spend too long on your, your questions. It's one question, bro. Like, I mean, don't, don't be that entitled. Um, <clears throat> the first thing we ever did as a band, I got my mate Zoran was in, was in a band. He goes to me, come watch my band, man. You want to watch me play in a band? And, like, I've been playing instruments since I was a kid. Like, all I've ever wanted to do was be in a band. I used to just go to weddings and watch the accordion players, the clarineters, the singers, the drummers, and just be in total awe. I would turn around the whole time as a three-, four-, five-year-old like my daughter, four-year-old, just be literally the whole time. My dad tapped me on the shoulder to eat. I'd be like, turn around, man. I want to watch this. And I'll just turn around. i watch the muses, And I'm like, jeez, these guys are the sickest cuts, bro. I loved them. That's what I just wanted to watch. Like I, I was in awe. There was something about them. This is the 80s, you know. Like they're just, they're just cool, bro. It's not like I wanted to be cool. I knew I was cool. I had to be up there. Like I knew people are going, Bray, you're cool, bro. I go, I know, bro. You know what I mean? I just had to go for real estate to get there. But honestly, I was watching these guys in awe. Then my mate Zoran goes, come watch my band, man. And I go to watch a band, worst band I've ever seen. Right? It was like just a pack of weirdos together. It was like something from an eighties, um, like Hollywood movie that was made in a like a factory. Like it, it was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I go to him, bro. Me and you used to play accordion together when we were fifteen years old. What are you doing with these weirdos? Let's start a band. And he's like, "What do you mean start a band We'll play our own music?" I'm like, "Yeah, bro. We're we, we gonna write our own stuff. Like I, I can write stuff." I hadn't written one single thing when I said that statement. So, you know what I mean? Fake it till you make it. There's a testament to it, right? I didn't, I had not, not even a single lick, not even, I hadn't even written that, which is one note repeated four times. So, honestly, just go to him. I was jealous. I was like, I'm jealous. He's on stage. He's rocking out at the Uncliff Hotel. There's a whole bunch of drug users in this place. They're all bikies. 1980s, 1990s, 2000s style bikies. You know the ones that used to wear leather. Those guys are in there with goadies, Yeah, skull tattoo. Um, seen, they're sitting. there smoking durries inside. And I'm watching my mates on like on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock in the other like rocking this thing, doing cover tracks, doing a couple of originals. He's playing the keyboard. I go, I gotta do this, bro you know we're 22 years old at that point i think i was yeah, 22 21 anyway i wanted to do it so i approached him he goes yeah let's do it bro let's let's start it you know because he wanted to play with me because we're mates he just didn't know that i could play i go i've got a guitar i got an amp i can write i didn't know how to write shit and then we started jamming out and we're jamming in a boat shed or whatever this is this is to answer your question cam so questions for vlad right um then I think after three months of just smoking spliffs and pretending that we're Jimi Hendrix in a guitar, in a boat shed, uh are waking everyone up at nighttime three nights a week, for about two hours each time, just in a zone, just playing songs, doing covers of Red Hot Chili Peppers, doing covers of ACDC, of uh, Janet Jackson, of whoever, uh, who are that's Red, red wine, stay close to me. I mean, you could tell with the voice, bro, I was destined for greatness. And um, we go, let's play a gig, bro. So we don't know what to do. So we're looking around in the local newspapers. And this was in the 2000s, like early, mid-2000s. So you're thinking to yourself, the band scene was huge. There There was a magazine called the Drum Media out then. And that Drum Media is a Sydney magazine, so the Melbourne people have the brag or something like that. And we would just open it, and it would be like you know, 50 venues playing music, 50, 60, 70 venues around the whole Sydney. Huge amount of venues, bro. And we didn't have the guts to go and play in the city because we were shit. So we thought we'd just play local. So there was a a band comp, right? And it was like Battle of the Bands, I think it was called, right, at a local pub. Not going to mention pub. Don't want you to do the research. Battle of the Bands, my mate Zoc enters, or I entered it and i go i call this guy so there's a mobile phone number there's no website right there's a mobile phone number some guy called mark answers the phone He's like oh hi and i go yeah mark how are you man he goes yeah who's this right and i go yeah it's vlad bro vlad from the from the catastrophes bro and he goes from the what man i go the catastrophes new band in town bro like out here to rap and he's like never heard of him mate I was like, yeah, I know. I know you haven't heard of us yet, bro. I just made up the name right there on the spot. And also, we haven't played a single gig, which has been annoying the neighbours at my house. But the call, the point of the call is, and if you're going to pay attention, you should, it's I want to play Battle of the Bands this day. He goes, yeah, it's full, mate. Can't get on, all right? Thanks a lot. I go, now, hold on, Greg. He goes, Mark. I go, sorry. Hold on, Mark. He goes, what do you want, mate? Right? I'm in the middle of something. Right. I can hear schooners being brought in the background. I go, listen, can you just get us on, bro? He goes, look, mate, you understand that it's packed out. It's jam-packed, pal. And I go, relax, hero. He goes, All righty if someone pulls out, pal, I'll give you a call. Just, just give me your number. So I gave him the number and he's like writing it down or pretending to. He doesn't call me back. Now, the band, the battle of the band starts in three weeks' time. Now, we're really fine-tuning the two songs that we learned, right? Then he finally call, – I call him like a week out, and I go, he goes, hello. I go, Greg. He goes, it's Mark, man. I go, Mark, listen, all right? It's the Catastrophes again. Hit a rap. He goes, yeah, yeah, all right, mate. The, the Paddy Bells, they've pulled out. You can come in. And I go, when is it? He goes, next Friday. Just get here for sound check, set up your shit. By the way, it's an acoustic gig, all right? No drums, no amplifiers, acoustic guitars. You can, you know, I go, but we've got a keyboard. He goes, yeah, right, I'll let the keyboard slide. And I go, all right, no worries, bro. Now, at this point, I've got a drummer, this guy Matty, he's playing drums. I've got the keyboard and I've got the guitar. Now, the keyboard's doing the bass and kind of strings and shit like that. And mattys he's slamming the, the skins of the drums, a proper acoustic drum kit. The guy had no idea what he was doing. He was playing at a time all the time, but he was more excited than a kid at Disneyland. So I just, I didn't give a shit. And then I was there, like Hendrix, hair flickering, you know, shirts, this, that, looking immaculate. So I ended up getting this guy together with the band. I go, boys, pack the drum kit, man. Pack the amps. We're going in hard. Now, we turn up on the Friday. First, early, I brought in a huge PV amp. I've brought in the Fender Stratocaster. I brought in distortion pedals. My mate coming with a keyboard with some, some fucking speaker that Elton John would use on his stadium tour here in Australia. And, and Matty's coming with a full drum kit. Cymbals, snares, floor tom, rack toms, hi-hats, splash, crash. He's got everything, bro. So, we get there. Mark goes, how you going, man? And I go, Mark, how are you? He goes, you got me name right. I go, yeah. All good, brother. He goes, yeah, mate. What's all of that stuff? And I was like, what stuff? Oh, that's, uh, yeah, it's a Maddie and Zoc. Why? That's the Catastrophes. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I said, mate, it's an acoustic gig, pal. I go, Mark. Have you heard our stuff, bro? We'll play softly. You know, I'll even turn the distortion down from 10 to seven or eight. Depends, you know what I mean? It depends on how many students I've had, how insecure I am about my guitar playing. And he goes, You yeah, can't do it. I told you, we've got noise restrictions around here. He goes, I've got a couple of hippies coming in, smoking joints in the backyard and playing like Bob Marley covers. What are you guys going to do, ACDC? I go, No, I'm not doing ACDC. There's one Metallica cover, but the rest is an original, which is the other song. And he's like, I said no, man. I go, come on, bro. We won't use the floor tom. So I'm, now I'm negotiating. This is how you knew I needed to be in real estate. He goes, mate, I'll tell you what, mate. No cymbals, no toms, and you're going to have to muff out the snare. I go to Matt, are you listening, bro? Muff out the snare, bro, whatever that means. He goes, that's all right. I'll just throw a T-shirt over the top of that. I'll do that. And I go, thanks, Matt. And he, the guy goes, right, here, Now, fuck off and get yourself set up, mate. So we go up there, set up everything. The first, man, so we're last. So there's three, four bands on this week, then four bands on the next week. Four, no, four bands on this week, four bands on the next night, and then there's four bands on the next week, which is the semifinals and then the final on the same night. So two weeks. So we get on. The first band, we thought they were shit, but they played, they played mad. They played like six songs. They played mad. They were beautiful. They're singing all harmonies. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a girl singing. She's got the shakers. I'm going to go left. I'm going to lick a rim. I'm going to in the of forest. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm sitting there going, what is this, bro? She's singing, bro. You know, I'm going to get up there, I'm like saying, I'm an ocean creature, every day is like a holiday. That's, that's literal the lyrics of the opening track, right? I had another song called The Duck Song. So, like, we're out there like 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 the fucking Wiggles, right, but nowhere near as tight or shredded as the Wiggles at that point. We're a little bit gutty at that point. So they're out there smashing it, we get on stage. Now, I've had six schooners. First thing I do, I get on stage, I light up a durry like Jimmy Barnes. I don't know why, but I light up a durry. I just go, I haven't got a lighter here anymore. (sighs) This is exactly when durries were out um, uh, banned from inside, right? But it was kind of like, it was the first month where they got banned. So some pubs, they, they weren't like, you know what I mean, banning them yet. But this guy goes, no smoking inside, right? So I smoked inside. I lit up the durry, I put it on an ashtray on the stage. You just think about the level of smugness that I've got. Think about the entitled arrogance, right? I've never played a show. I'm as nervous as a duck in a gun shop or a chicken in Lebanon, and I've just gone, I'm going to smoke a durry, I'm going to use drums, I'm going to use distortion, and Zoran's going to have more fucking amplifiers than Elton John. So we get up on stage, we start playing. This guy, mate, he's put every symbol on. This is like mega in there. We go mental, but people are losing it in there. Jumping, dancing. We're playing Red Hot Chili Pepper covers. We play like six songs. I think we had to play three. We played like six songs. We're going hard. Mark at this point, he's had six Guinnesses, so he doesn't even know. He's getting into it as well. He's like, "Go, mate. Just keep going." You know. When I'm walking, I drop my staff. Like he's singing along to it. Now, he's at the front, in front of us. Plus, we brought 50 people. We brought the crowd. Everyone else that was playing, to playing to like skeleton stuff. There was a maximum of 10 people. I'm calling, SMSing, calling girlfriends, bring your girlfriends, bring your boyfriends. There's 50 people in there. Everyone's dancing to us. We seem like the best band. We were the shittest band out of everyone. We were off time, off pitch, off key, off colour, if anything, and – we thought we won. We go, we've won, bro. <laughs> Pack it up. And we did. We got shortlisted. So it was that girl that was singing about, I don't know, go pumping in the forest and us, the catastrophes. So the next week we get re-invited, right? Mark goes, you guys pushed your luck a little bit, mate, but I, I quite like you, Wogs. Next week, we're going to have to turn down the drum kit. Next week, we brought even more. I brought Maracas, a saxophone player. My mate's brother came in, played saxophone on it. He's going, he's doing solos on stage like Kenny G. So we're playing on the final night. We get to the to the finals between me and I think that other band, the girl and the guy, right? We bring 80 people this time. People have lost it now. We're drinking, 23 years old. We're drinking. We're dancing. We played six, seven songs. We played a new song. Everyone was losing it. They loved it, right? At the end of the night, Mark goes, (coughs) good work, guys. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right, settle down, guys. Um, Okay, so after much thought, uh, the winner of the Battle of the Bands now, our 2005 edition goes to Chris and Susie. Chris and Susie have won. We're just standing there. We go, what? What are you talking about? Everyone, ooh, fuck off, ooh. Everyone, all the, all the wogs just turned on these two people, bro. They're husband and wife, these people. They're probably in their mid thirties. They got kids. They're just having a laugh. They're musos their whole life. They've had to, you know, stop doing that to become accountants to foster the kids' care, take them to school and all of that. But they've still got the musical gene. They're still following her. They're still doing this stuff out of love and passion and adoration for the art. And then there's a bunch of smug 23-year-old entitled assholes yelling, screaming, and saying that they didn't win, that we were supposed to win, basically. Totally undermined it. This is a story for you, Cam Hayes. What happened was, that was on a Friday, I called Mark on Monday or Tuesday. I gave him a call, right? And he was like, hello? I was like, all right, Mark. He goes, yeah, I goes, Vlad, bro. Catastrophes, lad. He goes, <sighs> took a deep breath, this bloke. I go, how you going? He goes, mate, I'm, uh, yeah, make it quick. And I was like, why did you give the win to Chris and Susie, man? Why would you do that when you've seen us rocking it, bro? We're rocking it like Kiss. He goes, mate, listen. The decision's been made. You guys were shit. You're off time. You're off pitch. You're off colour. Fuck off. They won. Let's go. I said, active of death, control, management. Dang, damn it, you'll just kill all the cockroaches. I mean, like, when will I ever realise why I never made it in music, bro? The, the, the voice of an angel descending back from heaven, bro. Uh, look, the world is un is unjust. There is no justice, and it is what it is, bro. So maybe I should have been on the front of the stage there with Phil Collins, but I'm not. But tell you who is on the front of the stage, active pest control management. Don't damage it, just kill all the cockroaches. And what you want to do is call them. When you do have a cockroach problem, the other day I had a cockroach, active pest control management. You better listen. I'm not going to get you to do the current house, but I'm bowling this over to build. When I'm doing the building, you're going to come and do the pre-build termite I think it's termite management that you guys do before the building. So make sure you call Active Pest Control Management. I'm just uh, bringing up their ad now because you need to bring up the ad to do it properly, bro. Okay, here we go. They've had a few calls, I reckon, because I know I've had some people ask me directly. So 10% off using the code for Vlad on all treatments we offer. Family-owned business for 11 years. Ellie and Christina, Look after family businesses, bro. I'm telling you. You want to look after the small people. You don't need to go and call someone that's got 150 vans out on the road. Basically, the mafia. You want to get a family business. 11 years running. they got four utes on the road ready to go. Next day, um, pest control if you want. Just give them a buzz. They're termite specialists. They're pest specialists. Competitive prices, of course. Servicing the whole of Sydney six days a week. All right, so the next day treatment. That's that's rare. Tell you what also is rare. 12 months warranty, bro. Active pest control management. 12 months warranty on rodents. Get the rats out of your life. Termite inspections and termite preventative treatments, which is what I need. That's the pre-construction termite treatments. Flea treatments if you've got dogs flying around everywhere. Strata and real estate work. All the real estate agents in Sydney, please call active pest control management. Be a legend. Call them and say, hey, bro, I listened to this, that. Thanks for supporting the Podcast. Thanks for supporting Vlad. I just want you to get to do a couple of sprays for a couple of these rental properties or just get their number, bro, and call them when you need them. One three hundred five nine zero nine double four. One three hundred five nine zero nine double four or give them an email. What is the email? Active Pest Control dot AU is the website. Info at active pest dot au. Info at active pest dot Don't forget it. That's the thing about the podcast. We etch it into your subconscious. Anytime you need pest control, you go to active pest control management. They support the podcast. You support them. It's a symbiotic relationship. Thanks for supporting them. Much love to spot. Orange legal group. Orange Legal Group. The one-stop shop, conveyancing home loans. At Orange Legal (coughs) – sorry, let's start that again. At Orange Accounting Oz on Instagram, at Orange Home Loans on Instagram, and at Orange Legal Group on Instagram, the one-stop shop. I don't know whether I coined that, boys, but boys and ladies and gentlemen that work in that office, conveyancing home loans and accounting. Suite number six, level T, 902 Mount Alexander Road, Essendon. In Melbourne, uh, they've they've reopened for business, brother. Opened on the tenth of January. That's nice and uh, bright and early. Getting in there, early bird gets the worms, as you know. You know where, where they say where responsibilities abdicated. Uh, there is new opportunities, and Orange Legal Group are there to service everyone in Victoria looking to buy or sell real estate. Mention Vlad. You should be hitting them up. Few maybe ten people a month should be hitting it up out of the three and a half thousand people that are listening. Three percent. You guys need to three percent would be a hundred, wouldn't it? Ten percent. Yeah. Okay, so one percent, let's call it. You should be buying properties out there. Properties is better than crypto, it's better than NFTs. Don't buy a picture of a baboon, bro. Don't buy a picture of a robot for seventy five thousand dollars. Get that seventy five thousand, buy a two bedroom apartment and move out of your parents' home. Orange Legal Group are going to help you get that. This is an ad, so we've got to go back to the ad. Orangelegalgroup.com.au or property at orangelegalgroup.com.au. They will do free um, contract uh, reviews for the purchase, all right? Uh, Anything that you're buying, get the agent to see the contract. Send it to Kenan and the boys at Orange Legal Group. Go, can you breeze over this, bro? I'm a gladiator. Um, Please hook me up. Don't, need, don't beg. Just say to him. Just say. Found you on Vlad. That's it. Found you on Vlad. Found you on this, that podcast. I'm supporting the supporters that support the podcast. You're supporting Vlad himself. And it's a beautiful relationship that we've got here. It's not a cult, but it's definitely a movement. It's definitely a bit of a family, all right? There we go. Orange Legal Group. Please support him You know what to do. Bang. Questions for Vlad? It's Big P. How to keep cool? Far out, bro. A lot of questions this week. Maybe forty five questions. That's a lot. Um it's big peak. How to keep cool with a shit boss and not lose it? That's a that's a big question. Multifaceted question, bro. I don't know it all, bro, but I'll tell you what, I'm trying to learn every day, and, and one one thing that I've got to say in respect to anything that you do in life, when you're doing something that's good for you, whether it be training, meditation, going left, staying shredded, staying 10, dropping the drop kicks in your life, finding yourself a good partner, having a family... Um, you know, investing wisely financially so you'd be able to do things that you want to do in life and not just be a slave your whole life. Um, <clears throat> whatever you do, you, you've got to do as much of that as possible and not let it slide. So it's like it's compounds over time. And so does like understanding yourself in situations and realizing that most people are catastrophes and your boss is that, bro. So um, some bosses are not, but. <laughs> I think the way I think is like I'd rather – I give everyone the benefit of the doubt because I understand everyone's gone, right? Everyone is and, – and this is it's even worse with COVID. Up until now, we've been like on a bit of a holiday period. There was like a weird scare in 2001 when the whole world went into a terrorism phase and that lasted for five, six, seven years. Then there was the world global financial crisis and then kind of went okay for some time and there was just like not that much terrorism and there was like not much natural disasters and stuff like that. So we had like a bit of a grace period and you forget how lucky you are. You forget that we could get wiped out at any time. But you also forget that people are heathens and they don't assess themselves very correctly. So if you've got that understanding from the get-go – you will get less upset with people, and you'll be less disappointed with people, and less shocked with people, because you're already you're not expecting it, but you understand that it's a possibility, and that's that's what I'm trying to learn because I'm I'm sensitive, bro. You can't be coming up with stories on the fly if you didn't sense things. I'm not sensitive as a point. I want to cry every day. I do cry when I'm watching Toy Story and stuff like that. But then yeah, Titanic there's a different thing, bro. They're made to make you cry. Those things. The other day I was watching Ricky Gervais and he's talking to some sick kids in a hospital. See his blood chef bro, I lost it. I'm sitting at home going Oh, I'm oh gone. You know when you cry, you hit a high pitch, fucking Mariah Carey, eh? I, can't, bro. I can't anymore. And you're saying stuff like that. And that's the thing about me. I, I don't know why, bro. But I'm animating my own cry. It's like uh, I wanna entertain myself as I'm crying. I can't just let a tear out. I'm like, ah, my dear God, I'm gonna lose that to myself. While I'm genuinely crying, I'm saying I'm gonna lose it. So that's it's anyway, big P. How to keep cool with shit with a shit boss and not lose it. All right couple of things, right? It's this, and I'm predicting it. I, I'm, I'm going to lay down a bet on this. I'll put 100 bucks on you. This is not the last job you're going to do, unless something unfortunately happens and you cark it tomorrow. That's a slim chance. And then if that's the case, I'll pull the 100 bucks back, all right? Because there's the caveat in the deal. There's a caveat here that says, not if you cark it prematurely, but if, you, if you've if you got a healthy, reasonable life ahead of you, this is not going to be the last job. One, bang, look at that. T- Aim at something higher, not your boss. Don't focus on this guy. Look at yourself. Look at where you want to go and then look at every day as a bit of an opportunity towards that, like walk the line towards that. Still not going to fix you. You're still going to get frustrated. But if you have a perspective that this is not the last stop and this is just me, you know what I mean, growing, moving forward, then just go. Another tip, do things that makes you immaculate so then he doesn't have shit to bother you with. When you become, let's say, for example, you're a real estate agent. You're a gun real estate agent. You bought an Audi. You could barely afford it. You live with your mom. She's making jaffles in the morning. She's dipping in the clothes, all of that stuff. But you stopped hanging around with these little Jezebels that want to just take your money and pretend to like you and then, you know what I mean, juice you at Nobu and then don't juice you in other departments. You know what I mean? So you get rid of them. You focus on your job. Your boss is a shit gun It doesn't really matter I don't usually use the C word But it just came to me The missus is calling in the middle of a podcast Not answering that So then You go to work You're a prospect You become a good agent You make a couple of sales Right Naturally your boss is going to like you Unless he's a psychopath Or a degenerate And then he doesn't like himself But As you get better He's probably going to like you more You're going to like yourself more You might strike a bit of a better relationship With him or her She could be a her right but if you're good and you do like the career you're in and your boss is a joke, you can then leave and be worth something because people will know you, respect ya. Yeah. They'll go, bro, Pete, come work with us, not a problem. But if you're shit and your boss is getting to you, then he's one. Right, as Tyson said, the devil wins. Best thing I've ever heard from Mike Tyson. I love that guy, bro. I used to think he's like a, like a, those red nose bulldogs that are trained to just bite people's head off. Not, they're not all like that. So don't ever go at me. I understand they're dogs and they're trained. All right. But the ones that have got the worst owners, they shouldn't own dogs. Uh, They shouldn't even own shoes, those people. But he said, some guy goes, nah, man. Like some some rapper goes, nah, man. Like you know, you know what I mean, you know, you know what I mean? like, shit. Hmm, yeah, yeah, bro. You know, like you tread on me, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I cut you out, man. Like you gone. <laughs> yeah, shit. Like I don't know. He had a one sentence point, and he's decorated it with a million. You know what I means? And and shit and snorts and sniffs. And Tyson just goes, no, no, nah, no, man, no, that's wrong, that's wrong. He goes, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what you mean, man? So if you go against me, you hurt me, you upset my feelings, you don't compliment my goji jacket, I cut you out, I'm in the wrong? And Tyson looks at him, and goes, the devil wins. The devil wins. That's what happened. Because he changed you. He changed you. The devil wins. Pete, don't listen to me. Do listen to me. Definitely listen to me. But listen to me, you know, regurgitating Tyson's words, which he's read and regurgitated. And he's more studied than me. Um, the devil wins, bro. That's it. Because if you allow your boss to change you, and guess what? I have. I've allowed my missus to change me, and I've allowed my kids to change me, and I've allowed my mates to change me, the, dude, the ones that, that do my head in and all of that stuff, and that don't change you for the better because it's a reactionary change. It's usually a defense mechanism of the ego. Don't pay too much attention. Focus in would Look at yourself. Be a mad dog. Go out there. Be a hero, a real hero, not just like a pretend hero at the Ivy Pool shouting mates rounds and then going to the toilet. That's not a hero. That's catastrophe. And in the end, win or lose with that boss You've done better for yourself There you go, brother <clears throat> Burik Brothers, bro My mate went there the other day This is how How? Oh, jeez Here we go, Burik Brothers, bro 162 Bay Street, Rockdale, Sydney Best Burak in the world 100 years Tradition, family Did that They probably got this song on When you go there Anyway, go to the Burek Brothers bro No matter who you are Get yourself a coffee Get yourself some buretsi. I'm going to keep that music In the background nice and low Yovi um, and uh, Nikki, They're there They're making fresh burek every day You know the ads bro If you're new to the podcast Go down if you're a Sydney sider or if you're a Melbourneite or whatever. Novakastrian from Newcastle. When you come down, like my mate, the Novakastrian, came down, walked in, grabbed himself a burek. He goes to me, he sent a photo and he goes, supporting the supporters that support the podcast. And I go, did you mention Vlad? He goes, yeah, but I didn't want a freebie. So just as I was exiting the shop, I was like, Vlad, bro, you know, Vlad sent me here. Anyway, that's good enough, bro. They don't need to give you freebies. You don't need to go there to get freebies, but you need to go there. Just mention blood. Just just let them know. Just point out. And say this is that podcast, bro. I hear you guys every week. Sick tunes Now let's try the let's try the merchandise. You know what I mean? Get some buttermilk, 30 different flavours, vegan, vegetarian options, meat options. Get the the weird ones, the bacon and eggs, the new ones, the kevapi, the Avar one, the Nutella. Call ahead, bro. call ahead show us some love bro follow them on the internet they've got a lot of followers Burek Brothers the best Burek in the world support the supporters that support the podcast I mean this stuff's a little bit more technical than the latest Rihanna song what do you reckon? Quack 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 wank quack wank Fucking I am to quack 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 Fucking make a booty quack 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 No one can get fucked Hello? Hello, visual energy This is speaking Eh, <sighs> uh, yeah bruh. Sometimes man. I didn't realise how addictive Makona and Escafé is and Arnott's Scotch Fingers, they got me for a week but I'm back, the spiritual sphere is back, chakras are back in line, I'm doing upward dog, downward dog, sideward dog, Treno, my husband's loving it, not not that way, he's loving the flexibility of mind and body, don't, don't get coarse in your mind, alright? The buff just going good. I've got carrots growing this year, man. A deep potato, I'm going to do a lot of stews. Vegan life. Hashtag this day. Visual energy. They might even let me grow a few herbs at the front of the factory as well, man. Visual energy science, man. Svea is... I mean, what a character, bro. Let's, let's be honest, bro. And this is an ad. So Visual Energy Signs, the longest standing podcast sponsor. We're playing in Wollongong, bro. Visual Energy Signs, get on board. Sponsorships again for the Wollongong show. We're playing the IPAC, which you did the signs for. So, I mean, they did Wollongong Uni as well. The big statutory signage, I think that's what it means, bro. Visual Energy Signs, the best sign makers that you can find. Let me, uh, <clears throat> let me tell you exactly what they do. For anyone that's new to the podcast, Svet is the reception slash accounts manager at Visual Energy Science. She's uh, she is, she is the backbone, the rock, whatever you want to call it, the North Pole, South Pole, the equator of Visual Energy Science. Daniel D'Stazio is the main man. There's heaps of staff. They've been there for 20 years. They've got a team of sign writers, graphic designers on board, and installers taking on projects of all sizes www.visualenergysigns.com for your shops, for your cars, for your house, bro. I've seen people in LA now where they get neon signs for their kitchen. The Yovanov's. Put that up on your kitchen, bro. So people, when they walk in, they already know who you are, but they know again when they see you. When you walk in, turn it on, the Yovanov's. I mean, that's not smug at all, bro. Digital printing, shop front signage, redo the front of your shop, bro. Redo the inside of your shop. If you want to put a huge picture of your boss's fat mug up on the sales team board and you need a, like a A1 or A0 stuck to the wall, Visual Energy Signs will print it and they'll install it. What about... Advertising on the side of buildings. If you're if you've got a, a multi-space commercial block and you need to put and you're a sub subletting tenant inside, you want to put your business name on the side, Visual Energy Science, laser cutting, light boxes, vehicle graphics. Do the whole fleet of cars, bro. Get in touch with Visual Energy Science. Contact them on info at visualenergyscience.com. dot com. Mention Vlad. Always mention Vlad for the rap. And um, Look at their website, www.visualenergyscience.com. As I said, 21 years in the game now. That is nothing to be sneezed at, bro. Support the supporters that support the podcast. Love you, Svet, honestly, man. Yep. So there's some of the answers for the – There was a lot this week, as I said to you, and um, I've enjoyed answering them. I'm going to tune into the grand final tomorrow for the men's tennis. The females, Ash Barty's on tonight. Um, good luck! Good luck to her. Go the Australians and uh, Kyrgios Kyrgyz and the other guy, Fatos or whatever his name is. He's um he's on tonight as well. Good luck to the to the Special K boys. A couple of other questions that I can breeze by here. <clears throat> um, El Seba, do you shave your balls? Um, great question. Great question. Uh, manscaped them, bro. And if Manscaped want to come to the table with a half-reasonable offer, I'll keep you on the podcast. But don't think this is for free. It's not a charity, bro. And you guys are a huge company. What are you going to do? Try to come undercut me? You think I can't negotiate? If you listen to this, and you should be, up your price, bro. You ready? Anyway, yeah, Manscaped them. They gave me some free stuff anyway. So anyway, hopefully they'll get on the podcast at the uh, at the rate that's uh, to be expected for a podcast that's getting you know ten thousand downloads a month minimum, why do uh, massos have square heads, Rob Simi, uh, brother? What a question! I mean, you're going to have to go back through time. That's a that's a, a question for like I don't know what do you call an anthropologist? Is it an anthropology question? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, what are you? Were you Italian? You Italians have usually have oval heads. Half of you look like Vicks Vapor Drops. What do you want me to say about that? Uh, were you uh, you may call me act. Were you smacked as a kid? Will you smack your kids when naughty this, that? Yes, I was smacked as a kid, bro. Definitely smacked. I grew up in the 80s. What are you talking about? 80s and 90s, like, do you think my parents negotiated with me? That asked me. Once, they'd asked me. Twice, the third time. Yeah. Smack in the mouth, bro. Not in the mouth, actually. There was no face hitting, but definitely the ass, the legs. Crack me with a stick if they had one. Once, my old man. It was a classic. And I, I don't know. I've done 76 episodes, so maybe I've said this story before. But like, we're naughty kids. We're mischievous. Not very naughty. We're not bad. But I'm smoking dairies at 14, 15 years old behind the shed at the back of the house. So that is a naughty. That's a shit kid. Um, so, I mean, look, we've come a long way. Is all I'm all I'm saying. My parents are proud now, but that took me another thirty years. But well, twenty years actually. A little bit more than twenty five. So, my old man once went to the Blue Mountains with my old lady, and I still I remember him. He went on a Friday, come back on a Sunday. We were about 16, 17 years old. Me and my sister stayed at home. She's three years younger than me. We had a party. As usual, my parents will go out. Their house is like Dan Murphy's. My dad is a very generous person when it comes to stocking up the house with stuff. He would always have a full bottle of Jack Daniels, a full bottle of J- Johnny Walker, a full bottle of like Bailey's. He'll have a full bottle of this and that. He was no by no stretch of the imagination an alcoholic. Some nights he wouldn't drink at all, but m- some nights he would come home and have a nipple scotch. Right? He's working 12 hours. He'll come home. He'll sleep in the suit, this guy. He will sleep on the couch in a suit, and um, but he'd come home, seven thirty eight. My mum will have the dinner ready, just a kind of a, a normal family life. Uh, we'd probably have eaten. Maybe we didn't. We'd usually wait for dad to eat. So I'd be out on the street playing basketball or grinding some some gutter with my mate Andrew and Chris, and my sister, she'd be with her friends or she'd be you know, watching TV or I don't know. I don't even know what my sister used to do. I don't know. She'd, she'd be following us down the street. And um, my dad would come home, crack a little nip of scotch. Then, when they went away, and I was 16, I was drinking at 16 years old, I don't condone it. I think it's better to save your brain cells if you can, even though the research on alcohol is not like it's gonna destroy your brain, but it's just, anyway, you are what you are, you're gonna do what you do. So I did it, uh, who am I to judge? So I was drinking, having friends over, having girls over, you know, you trying to pound, you're trying to get a girlfriend, Just the usual stuff, a bit of a tragic romantic. And you'd call some girlfriends over. My sister would call her friends over. I'm 17. They're 14. They would just play at the front in the garage and stuff like that. And me and my mates would be in the backyard having durries and getting pizzas and drinking beers and stuff like that. And then we would drink minimum two bottles of my dad's scotch. Between six, seven of us, you know what I mean? Half a bottle each or a third of a bottle each, you just would smash it. No one's bringing scotch over because everyone's got a, a like a, a net balance of about $47 in their bank account. No one's got money. You know what I mean? Their dad drops them off and their dad picks them up again at midnight. And we'd always have a party when my folks were away. And if my kids are listening to this in 15 years' time, we didn't have a party, Dad. We used to study and stuff like that. And watch Seinfeld reruns. So don't, if you're going to cut that, that was all just for comedy. And... um. <clears throat> The next day, my old man came back from the Blue Mountains. I remember. They went on a hike, and they came back to the, from the Blue Mountains. And my old man whistled, and he's got this distinct whistle. It's like a, like a bird song. He goes, And when that whistle goes, you know it's time to dance. You've got to go downstairs. He's not in the mood to negotiate, and he's quite a laid-back guy. So that whistle... He's like, get down here now, right? Now it must have been dinner on the Sunday or whatever. And we get downstairs and my dad's got the fireplace on. And next to the fireplace, he's got this, it wouldn't be six foot, but it would have been like five, five and a half foot stick, something from the fucking Lord of the Rings, right? In the stick, it was like a staff, like, Le- like Donatello from the Ninja Turtles, that kind of a staff. In the staff, there was a grip, a hand grip at the top, right? So it's like a walking stick. He had bought a walking stick, but he had doubled that as a nice threat for me and my sister to start making trouble. Like he was like – he comes down and he goes, hey, guys, welcome. How are you? Nice to see you again. Thanks for looking after the house. Thanks for drinking two and a half bottles of scotch. We've noticed that. Even though you took it to the bin down the road near the school, but we just noticed it when we opened the alcohol cabinet. There's, You know, it's sparse in there. Um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Dad. Yeah. Nick came over, Vasco came over, Yobo, Robo, Doggo, everyone came over." He goes, "Yeah, it's alright. It's okay, buddy. It's alright. I know. I know what you guys are gonna do. What do you expect me to think that you guys are reading Roald Dahl books." And then um, and he goes, "I just wanted you to introduce you to my 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 new friend." And I was like, "Who's your friend, bro?" And he goes, "This uh, piece of oak here. We're gonna call it Trevor. Right, Trevor." He lives next to this fireplace. And then he just went quiet and looked at us and starts smiling, but in this like kind of a like a cunty smile. And he goes, Please make trouble now. I beg you guys to make trouble. Look, I love it. He goes, I love it when you make trouble, bro. I love it. It's so nice. Like, especially when Trevor's here, Trevor wants you to make trouble. So, whenever you guys are ready, start making trouble trouble and me and my sister looking at each other and we're like uh and he's just holding the stick like a shepherd on the eastern hills of macedonia in autumn with 65 sheep and a couple of wolves just holding the stick and he's just smiling and there was the smile of determination it was a smile of confidence it was a smile of affirmation it was like let's go now let's dance and um, at that point, I was looked at my sister and we go, no, no, we're good, bro. All good. He goes, yeah, I knew it. I thought so. I thought you were good. Now let's eat. Let's eat, bro. You know what I mean? So that's how. That's, how, that's the answer to your question, Ack. Will I hit my kids? I've, um, I've held my daughter's hand strongly when she's misbehaving, and I hold it until she calms down. Sometimes you can't talk to a kid. Sometimes they're losing their mind. You can't – I don't smack. I've got too much – I don't know. Like, I feel sorry. They're too little anyway. Like, what am I going to smack around a a one-and-a-half-year-old, bro? The guy doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know the the difference between his dick and his toes. The other day, great story, my wife goes, all right, so this, this, we're going to cap it with this story, right? And this is how you know a bloke's a bloke and a girl's a girl. I'm not. Gen- I am generalising. All right. So, and I don't care either. So, if you're going to cut that cutter like that and send it to me, my wife goes, "Don't put him to bed yet. Don't put him to bed, man. I want to massage him. I've got massage oil." I go, "What? You never massage him?" She goes, "Yeah, but I, I always used to massage your daughter. So, Dorts. Let's just call her Dorts." We always used to massage dots, you know. It's slack. We don't massage this little bloke. And he's growing up. He's like a year and, and, and eight, eight months. He, oh, Jesus Christ, he's growing fast. Anyway, she goes, she goes, get a towel out, man. And I go, like, when you finish with him, do you want to massage me as well, you know. And she goes, relax, bro, you got a wish. So she gets this baby oil massage. Now, you have to understand this. My son, <clears throat> he knows a lot of words. For a twenty-month-old, a lot of words. It's mental. How many words he knows? He's a, like my daughter. Dorts, She was nothing like this. She used to go for food. My my son was doing at at eight months old, and then he went to a full conversation. Pizza, sandwich, egg, 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 egg. egg cheese. That a cheese. That a cheese. He's he's been saying two, three, four, five words. Since about a year and three, four months. So he's, he's very quick with the linguistics. So obviously, you know, my son. So he calls his schlong, his dick, his rod, blah, 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 blah. that's what he calls it. So you need to know that bit of information. Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to do this on a stand-up. Uh, all right, I started it I'm going to finish it. All right, he calls his schlong, now, that's because when I was changing his nappy once or twice, I went, on his schlong. Like, like, as you're cleaning around it with the wet wipes, you know, this guy's got his legs back like Pamela Anderson on her honeymoon video, and you're cleaning everything, and I seen his little schlong, and I went, all right? <laughs> so he calls it, So whenever I take his nappy off and if I let him run around the house like Tarzan, he'll go, da-da, la-la-la-la, like that, and flick it, right? Now, it's hilarious when he does that, but he lays down on his back he doesn't know what's going on. He's on a towel. His sister's sitting on the side, and she's going, what are you going to do to him? Mama, why have you taken a towel out and put it in the middle of the room with the oils and stuff? And I was like, just, I don't know what she's doing. It's past his bedtime. So my, my missus goes, shut up, man. Relax, relax. She goes, puts this oil on her hands, and she's rubbing her hands like this. This guy just pauses. He's got his arms by, him, by his side, and he's just staring because it's something new, and she just goes, oh. Onto his chest and his stomach Right And his face just lights up And she's like massaging him We're laughing He's loving her He lifts his arms up She's massaging under his arms She goes to his legs She's massaging his little legs His calves He's just laying there And then at one point He looks up at her And he goes Mama Mama And she's massaging his legs And he goes la 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 la